And here we go. Here we go on this Monday. It is July 18th, 2022, six o'clock straight up. And you are in the midst of Real Talk Memphis. Uh, very happy to have you with us uh, on this uh, beautiful Monday. And I say beautiful Monday because this is probably going to be as good as it gets between now and the uh, next time we see each other on Monday next week. Uh, but we'll get more into that in just a minute. Uh, feeling good today. The temperature was about 90, 91 degrees, which is as cool as it's been around here for quite some time. Um, we have a wonderful show for you tonight, and uh, I am very happy to uh, know that wherever you are, you are checking out RTM because we can't do it uh, without you. We're going to have a, uh, a lot of information to share tonight uh, from uh, three particular experts in three particular areas of expertise, if that makes sense. Don't worry, it will later on. Um, the first guest we're going to have is uh, State Senator Ramesh, Ramesh Akbari. She is of course, um, one of the very few Democrats uh, in the House uh, up there in Nashville. And uh, she passed a, uh, sponsored some legislation, uh, and this is particularly for the ladies. Uh, it's called the Crown Act, and uh, we will explain, or she will explain, about that in just a few minutes. A little bit later on, we're going to talk about your pets. You know, pets are an extension of the family, and, and they, they are part of the family. And I think a lot of people sort of don't really pay a lot of attention when the weather gets extreme hot as it is now. It's extremely hot, and uh, it can be adversely effective in terms of your pets. This could be very dangerous for your pets, particularly your dogs. And uh, we will tell you why we have Dr. Charlie LaBelle, he is a veterinarian at the Family Veterinary Practice in Bartlett, Tennessee, and he's going to educate us on what we can and can't do with our pets in terms of walking, what we should and what we shouldn't do, and pay attention to that, especially if you are a pet owner. And uh, we're also going to talk about uh, something else that is heat-relatable, and that, of course, is we all want to get cool when it gets really, really hot, right? And how do we do that? You jump in a pool. Uh, first thing we think about is water of some kind, uh, but uh, many people uh, each and every year, unfortunately, we always have several people die uh, of drowning. So uh, I felt it was good to talk a little bit about that. Uh, we're going to have an aquatics manager from the Bartlett Recreation Center uh, a little bit later on to talk about water safety, uh, how young is too young to get your kids indoctrinated in the water so they can be comfortable and things like that. So a really, really good show uh, for you. Now, before we get too far into it, how do you get this fine piece of radio broadcasting? A number of ways I got you. First of all, it is live on the FM dial 91.7 WYXR. We can also be heard on the WYXR.org website. So you can go there and check us out. We uh, are also on TuneIn, the TuneIn app. And uh, we do a little thing called Facebook Live around here. Uh, and that is on live right now. And as, of course, we are a podcast, uh, when they post the show tomorrow, you can get us wherever it is you get your podcast. Good? Good. Okay, so now this is the part of the show, if you're just you know, getting indoctrinated into what Real Talk Memphis is, is about, uh, where we celebrate you. Uh, everybody has a birthday, and as I always like to say, it is better to be seen than to be viewed. So if you're celebrating a birthday today, and we can see you, and you have, you have focus and full effect, this is your time. But we can't do it until I say, hit it, Lola. Happy birthday! 
And we got a lot of birthdays today. Uh, and so let me uh, jump right on in and get that uh, get the party started, as they like to say. Jessica Paradine celebrating today. Chip Reno, another Chip, having a birthday today. Eddie Hollins Sr. is celebrating today. Memphis Tigers basketball coach Penny Anthony Hardaway is celebrating his birthday today. So happy birthday, Coach Penny. Uh, Callie Hurd, happy birthday to you. Delois Gatewright, happy birthday. Patricia Smith Irby celebrating today. Cousin Kizzy, happy birthday to you. Ron Sisson, Marvin Gray, Crystal Brown, Nyla Jones, Bonnie Rice Weaver, Jennifer Llewellyn, Callie Hurd, and I think they call her the hometown girl, Christy Lane. She's celebrating her birthday today as well. So we congratulate you if you had a birthday over the weekend. Congratulations. Happy belated birthday. If you got one coming up this week, celebrate and party like it's whatever year it is. Uh, we hope to be back here next year to celebrate another trip around the sun for you. Thank you, Lola. Okay, so we got a lot of uh, a couple of interesting stories, very interesting stories, as a matter of fact, at the top of this, at the outset of the show to talk about. And uh, one of them has to do with uh, something I think we all heard about over the weekend. Uh, this was a uh, apparently early Sunday morning. Uh, Yo Gotti had his birthday celebration at the FedEx Forum on Saturday evening. And sometime around 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, uh, the Memphis Police Department received a call from a man who said that uh, he was having some serious emotional issues because he broke up with his girlfriend uh, and uh, that he was uh, planning to shoot uh, anybody and everybody he saw coming out of that concert uh, just like he saw on TV. Uh, th this is extraordinarily disturbing. And, I mean, on his face, you, you can tell this, this sounds like somebody who's, who has some issues. So, anyway, the police de department um, was dispatched to the residence. The man was there. His ex-girlfriend that he just broke up with uh, was there as well. Um, and when they walked in and they started looking around, they saw weapons, you know, kind of right out there in plain sight. Uh, they, they, they actually found uh, magnifying scopes, a suppressor. They had a rifle with 30 rounds of ammunition in it. And again, uh, you know, he told the police, they said, Why, what's all this about? He said, well, you know, I, I, was, I wanted to shoot people, as many people as I could, as I've seen on TV. Now, he lives in an apartment complex that is uh, across from the FedEx Forum. But um, as I saw earlier today, his location is, he's high up. But you can't really see a lot from his his destination or from from his uh, apartment complex. But um, when they arrested him that night, they charged him with terrorism, and they and they you know they were going to give him some you know some mental help or whatever, and they released him. Well, once they went back to the house at, with a search warrant and found all this ammunition and all this stuff, he it, this got serious then, and uh, you know he he said that uh, you know he was going to take action because. He was so uh, upset and distraught, he wanted to upset and cause misery to other people. Now, I don't know how you know, legitimate that is, but I do know that he was uh, put back in jail, and he has been charged now with 30 counts of first-degree murder, attempted first-degree murder, excuse me, and 30 counts of possession 
of a firearm. Now, you know, I, you know, again, when a man calls the police department not to say that he's threatening somebody, but he said, look, I need help. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm having some emotional issues here over this breakup. So we'll see how that shakes out. But very, very disturbing. Yo Gotti uh, put out a statement uh, yesterday saying that, uh, you know, he was very thankful uh, that the police department took action and that there was, was no harm to any of uh, the, the folks that went to his birthday party concert at the uh, FedEx Forum. All right, so it's election day. It's not election day. It's it, it, early voting has started, and it started on the 15th a couple of days ago, and it will go to the 30th. I went and voted this afternoon, and I will tell you this, um, the ballot is long, and I think you've heard it before, but the ballot is long. But, you know, if you want change, and if you want to be a part of, you know, maybe creating change, you got to vote. You got to get out and vote. So don't complain and whine and moan about what the politicians are doing. Go out and change. Make, you know, change effects. And votes can make a change. They really can. So you have to the 30th for the early voting. The, the uh, primary voting day is on August the 4th. Okay? All right. The heat is a very constant and dangerous issue. It was the top story on every national newscast tonight. 40 million people from coast to coast are dealing with some kind of heat-related issue, be it an advisory or a, a watch or a heat warning. Uh, they're breaking records all over the place. I think they said in Dallas today it was 111 degrees. Tomorrow in Little Rock it should be 106. Uh, this is the coolest day of the week here in Memphis, Tennessee, and we've already broken records. And it is really the way this is setting up, this could be the hottest summer on record here in Memphis, Tennessee, and a whole lot of places across the country. So tomorrow will be about 99, where the heat index will be about a 110. And then on Wednesday through Sunday, triple digits every single day. 100, 101, 102, 103. This goes all the way through the weekend, by the way. Heat is no joke, and it can affect you in ways that you never thought it could in a very short period of time. So uh, really, we need to pay attention to uh, our elderly and a lot of folks, you know, who don't have, um, you know, maybe air conditioning or things. Check on folks. Make sure everybody's okay because this heat is deadly and it's dangerous. Um, and another bit of news that happened last week after a couple of days after our show, uh, MC, MSCS Superintendent George Ray was suspended with pay by the, uh, the school board by a vote of seven to two. The investigation... Uh, started immediately he was basically suspended as of that night at the school board meeting and uh it is the an investigation as to whether or not he may have violated any issues uh, that is currently underway uh ed stanton the third is handling the investigation uh so we will see how it happens uh the school board doesn't know they don't know nobody knows how long the investigation is going to be but it is hoped that it would end before school starts, which is another, what, two weeks, give or take? Yeah, so pretty quick turnaround in terms of that. Um, the car tag situation, you know, we started talking about that a little bit last week. It's been a mess. Everybody knows it's a mess. Thousands of people, including yours truly, are waiting for their car tags. And uh, there was actually uh, a no vote, no confidence vote um, against Wanda Halbert was scheduled by the county commission earlier today. A no confidence vote is a very, very serious thing and might have opened the door to the state to come in and take over this process temporarily until they could get back things the way they're supposed to be. 
Well, this afternoon, uh, when they got to meeting, they decided to put a halt on the no confidence vote uh, until August the 8th, which is their next uh, scheduled meeting. Uh, I think they did that, obviously, because they uh, wanted to give uh, uh, the county clerk's office a chance to try to catch up on some things and see what the progress is going to be in the next two to three weeks. And I think this was a big time wake up call. So uh, we will find out more about all of this and we will see where we are. And hopefully by that time, I can tell you, I actually got my car tag renewal in the mail. So we will see how that all plays out. Uh, one final uh, note here, St. Jude, which is our crown jewel uh, hospital um, dedicated to the treatment of cancer uh, for young folks, uh, recently announced a, another expansion call for an additional $1.4 billion of, uh, in a six-year operational and capital budget. This brings the total to $12.9 billion and includes raising the number of new jobs from 1,400 to 2,300. So if you're looking for a job, St. Jude is posting them every five minutes, okay? So you can go to the website and, and see, and maybe you can join that happy family over there. Uh, a lot of this is going to increase the funds for construction of new buildings, renovation of current buildings and capital projects from $1.9 billion to over $2 billion. Well, kudos to St. Jude for all they do each and every day. All right. Good with the news and notes. We are going to take our first break. And when we come back, we are going to talk to State Senator Ramesh Ackberry about the Crown Act and a few more things. This is Real Talk Memphis. I'm your host, Chip Washington. We will be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest? Or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. The next round of our collaboration beers with Crosstown Brewing Company is ready. Take a walk down the tart end of the street where soul music meets a fruity and flavorful sour beer with notes of pineapple, peach, and apricot. You can find the beer at grocery stores and other local Crosstown Brewing Company retailers. A portion of the proceeds goes towards helping WYXR and supporting community radio in Memphis. Visit CrosstownBeer.com for more information. The University of Memphis is proud to be a founding partner of WYXR. They are hiring technicians, electricians, plumbers, custodians, and HVAC mechanics. The job fair is in the ballroom on the U of M campus on July 27th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Free parking is available in the Zach Curlin garage. For more information, call the HR department at 901-678-3573. That's 901-678-3573. For more than 60 years, Orion has been a trusted financial partner in our community. You can find out all the ways they redefine banking at orionfcu.com.
Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this beautiful Monday evening. Chip here with you and uh, very happy to have you along for the ride. And, you know, I was uh, when I was uh, doing a little bit of homework trying to prepare for uh, this show, I'm always looking for interesting stories and interesting people to talk to. And I ran across, uh, you know, July 1st, a lot of uh, the legislation uh, that was passed, you know, turned into some new laws. And one of the new laws that was passed is something called the Crown Act. And, of course, I I had never heard of it, but uh, my my first guest was very passionate about it, and she actually sponsored the bill. Please welcome to uh, Real Talk Memphis uh, State Senator Ramesh Ackberry. And, uh, Ramesh, thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Of course, Chip. Excited to have some Real Talk. (laughs) Yes, you got that right. So, uh, uh, so, you know, listen, what— I guess what I'm, I'm really surprised about, and before we get too deep into it, the Crown Act is, is, a, is a pretty significant, uh, you know, bill from your perspective, because I know your family, you know, is, is steeped in, the, you know, in, the, in the history and in the, in hair business here in Memphis and Shelby County. But for those who don't know, please explain what the Crown Act is. For sure. So the Crown Act is a piece of legislation. It's now been passed in 17 states. Uh, But essentially what it does is it creates protection so that women, men will not have to lose their jobs based on their hairstyles, the hair that grows out of their own head. And it specifically is focused on the African-American community because it's been a big stigma of saying that natural hairstyles are unprofessional or it's something that, you know, you shouldn't wear in the workplace. Yeah, that that and that to me is is very interesting uh, in and of itself, because I have seen stories um, whether it be you know newscasters, and I used to be in new television news, and, and 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 folks who have really raised that issue, and some folks have lost their jobs, you know, in various positions, you know, across the country, depending on where they are and what they do, because of the style of hair that they wear. Is that a fact? Yeah, that's completely true. I had a constituent reach out to me. She wanted to go to mortuary school, and the school said that she was not allowed to wear braids. Uh, which is completely ridiculous. Oh my. <laughs> right. And when I was in law school, I was told you should straighten your hair. You should wear it straight um, so that you look more professional. Mm-hmm. And then once you get hired, you can wear your hair curly again, which is just, you know, no one should have to make those type of changes just to have a job. Yeah, that's a that's an extremely good point. And, and I have to say, uh, now you've been in the state house since, what, 2018? I've been in the state Senate since 2018. Senate. I was in the House um, from 13 to 18. Okay, so okay. So about eight years now. About eight years, absolutely that. So I guess based on the uh, logistical uh, demographics, should I say, of the House in Nashville, how in the world did you even get this thing passed? Because, I mean, I would imagine there are very few Democrats in the Senate How'd you get this yeah. passed? Well, it was definitely a heavy lift. Uh, <laughs> I first had to explain to my colleagues what a protective style was because okay. they kept thinking it was a protected class. I was like, no, <laughs> let's explain that. Um, and just a lot of give and take. Initially, the Tennessee Chamber of Commerce came out against the bill. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I called my good friend Beverly Robertson. And I said, do you know what they're doing? And so she explained it to them. And, you know, after that, we just kept working the committee members. But it was 
a certainly a cultural lesson uh and then we could get it through the senate was a lot easier than the house though it only passed in the house by one vote in the senate it was unanimous one vote is all you need to get to, to, yep. get, to get things done <laughs> well I, I gotta be i'm very impressed by that i i, I have to say this is there's some strength there <laughs> for you to get that passed but i want to talk about this has been an interesting session the session ended not too long ago uh, that you all had this year a lot of controversy about a lot of issues and i wanted to to kind of get your feedback on a couple of them. But the most recent uh, thing had to do with uh, this school voucher that, um, that almost immediately took this taking place now. I mean, it's, it's actually, I mean, it was signed and, and the governor's like, well, yeah, we're gonna do it starting like now, this school year, uh, which for people who don't know, school voucher is basically taking public money and, 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 and funding private education in reference to it. I think I got that right. Uh, what is your take on that, and how do you feel about it? Well, it sounds like a good idea on paper, right? If sure. you want to send your child to a private school, you should be able to take your taxpayer dollars to that school. Right. But a lot of these schools are not, uh, one, they're not, that's not going to cover all of the tuition. Two, they're not just going to allow the students to attend. They have to pass an admissions test. Three, it doesn't include costs for books, extra fees, transportation, and it creates a hole in our um, traditional public schools. And lastly, in other states, it hasn't worked. It'd be different if it worked, if the student achievement went up. But we found that there are a lot of not just cultural issues, but real barriers for the kids to even get to those schools. Is it discriminatory in your, in your mind? Because to me, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it because it's only in Davidson County and Shelby County. And what's that about? Yeah. Yeah, so because no other um, school system, no teachers, no, none of the folks from across the state wanted it. And so the legislators yes. who voted for it said, well, as long as it doesn't come to my county, I'll vote for it. Um, and with this court decision, uh, you know, there's a thing called home rule where, you know, you cannot create these laws that, that only apply to one particular county. That's actually unconstitutional. And then home rule for the larger counties like Memphis and Shelby County. Right. Well, the, the state Supreme Court basically said, oh, that's irrelevant. Uh, which is, you know, that's a major step in the wrong direction. It's actually kind of terrifying to see what other future legislation we may have. If you are just joining us, uh, we are uh, having a very interesting conversation with State Senator Ramesh Ekbari. And, uh, you know, having said that, there were several uh, laws or, you know, pieces of legislation that were brought up uh, in, in this session, this past session, and I'm sure that there were some of them that you weren't too happy about. What bothered you the most or what troubled you the most about the session in terms of some of the legislation that was passed this year? Ooh, where do I start? You know, <laughs> uh, I think um, kind of the continuation of this anti-CRT discussion. Um, explain it, that, it, explain it, that. Yes, yeah, so there was a bill that passed um, in each General Assembly, it's two years. So the first year of the General Assembly, there was a piece of legislation that was passed saying that you cannot teach critical race theory in elementary, middle, and high school, yeah. which was not being taught anyway. It's only in taught in a law school level. But the way the legislation was written, there's significant concern that it could have a stifling effect on the teaching of black history and those types of subjects in our school systems. So that was not a good one. Of course, a lot of these anti-choice pieces of legislation uh, were very difficult. Tennessee's one of those trigger states where we know when Roe v. Wade was overturned, uh, that triggers uh, a bill in Tennessee to automatically, you know, stop choice. Right. So it's a it's a bivy it's a bevy of bad legislation. 
How do you think uh, the governor and and the, the legislature, because one of the biggest issues that uh, was, was very contentious uh, was how to handle COVID? And, uh, you know, in terms, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I see your face. And, and I mean, but I mean, it was just, it was, I still don't understand. I worked for the health department for two and a half years on COVID and uh, could see the effects. And that's another one that just, it was very hard to understand. What's your take about that? From I mean, that? they called us in for a special session yes. where you think that there would be more things done to protect people in the, in the heat and height of the Delta uh, variant. And instead, there was a move to try and ban private businesses from acquiring masks, um, making it very difficult for uh, businesses to require employees to wear masks unless there's some sort of federal exception. I mean, not wear masks to get a vaccine right. unless there's some sort of exception. I mean, it was a step in the complete wrong direction. And it honestly made me think, what am I doing in this legislature? I am surrounded by people who don't believe in science. Yeah. You have thousands of hundreds of thousands of people who have died from this and certainly thousands across the state of Tennessee. I mean, it was absolutely ridiculous uh, what they were proposing and some of it passed. Yeah, it did. And, you know, I know that they were waiting for, you know, it was COVID is an ebb and tide thing. And I think now uh, that nobody's really focused on it at all. I did see, however, today uh, that numbers across this country are starting to rise once again and hospitalizations are starting to rise as well as deaths. Now, those last two are the real key triggers to all of this. And, you know, we're in the midst of summer. Folks are just kind of all over the country, all over the place. Nobody's taking any precautions, you know, it, with very few exceptions. And, you know, we could see another resurgence of all of this uh, maybe coming later in the fall. Uh, what are your, what's your thought about that? Well, the legislation that was passed made it impossible for our local counties and our health departments to be able to regulate themselves, particularly the big four that are not regulated, not directly regulated by right. the Tennessee Department of Health. Right. So it, 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 it's impossible. And even if you do have the high amount of numbers that are required, which we reached at the uh, during Delta, the governor still has to sign off on a mask mandate. So I think that we have set ourselves up for failure and it's putting politics over sound health policy. Yeah, politics over people, no doubt about it. I mean, this is, as you said very eloquently, this has killed thousands, I mean, a million people in this country in the last you know two 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 years plus but thousands upon thousands of uh, tennesseans uh, our folks as well uh we have a big election coming up here uh you know we are in the midst of it now early voting has started uh you know locally is is there a primary for the governor's race now and then and then in november am i did i get that right or is there yeah that's correct the, okay. the the general's in november okay so and it looks i mean obviously you know the the sitting governor has a has an extraordinarily high war chest and and you know i don't know that there's going to be too much hope for the for the for the democrats uh you know in in this race but um when all of this is said and done and you all reconvene at the uh the beginning of next year what, what what what's on your mind? What what are some of the things that you want to see tackled and and really addressed? You know, in the next session. Well, I want us to think about crime in a much smarter way. We we passed this right on crime legislation, which costs additional funds and does not actually lead to a decrease in crime. Mm -hmm. So I want us to look at that public safety. I want to look at school discipline. A lot of the issues that we see down you know, the pipeline starts in our schools and how we approach disciplining children certainly want to address literacy. That's a big one. Yes. Um, yes. It, it, it's just too big to ignore. And then, of course, I will be working on my normal slate of 
um, criminal justice reform bills, yeah. economic development, ways that we can kind of give people the tools they need to get back to work. And then, of course, looking at uh, supporting our HBCUs. One final thing in all of this, and, and it really, it, it chased me when I first heard it, and it still bothers me today. And you, you mentioned it, uh, crime and violence is, is out of control. It just is. And, you know, our, but our legislature decided that, you know, you could be 21 years old and you could carry a weapon, not concealed, no background checks, no, 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 no nothing. I mean, basically. And we wonder why, you know, lawlessness is, is at the current level that it is. How troubling is this for you? Exceptionally. I mean, there's this complaint about crime, but there's no move to hold gun owners accountable. Right. We have had a significant increase in guns that are stolen from cars. Yeah. Mark White and I have been working with MPD for the past five years trying to address this, to have some teeth in the punishment if you leave a gun unsecured in your vehicle and it's stolen. Yeah. And our district attorney has been against it saying, oh, I want to make sure that we don't punish the gun owner. We punish the thief. No, you got to, I mean, you have to be a responsible gun owner. Sure. Uh, you leave your car unlocked with a gun in the dashboard that's not locked. What do you expect? So we have to have some smart gun laws. We're not talking about taking people's weapons away. We're just saying it's a privilege. Absolutely that. Listen, I have really enjoyed this conversation. It's the first time I've had you on the show, and I hope it's not the last. Uh, but I uh, really appreciate you taking time to uh, sit down with us for a few minutes. And uh, I wish you nothing but the best of luck. You know what? And before you go, uh, I just want you to know, and I'm telling everybody this right now, she's getting a lot of national attention. So, uh, you know, don't, I'm, we, I won't be surprised if you get plucked up out of here for something a, a whole lot bigger. But uh, State Senator Ramesh Ackberry, thank you so much for coming on Real Talk tonight. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you. Have a great evening. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah, that was a great conversation. And, you know, she brought up a lot of good points and there's a lot of uh, needs uh, in our state. Uh, and hopefully, you know, with with her, you know, up there and behind the wheel, she can help to address some of those issues. We are going to take uh, another break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about your pets because no, actually, no, we're not going to talk about your pets. Not yet. We're going to talk about uh Water safety. That's what we're going to talk about. This is Real Talk Memphis. I'll get it together by the time the break is over. Uh, I'm Chip. You know who you are. We'll be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. It's the return of the Lucero Family Block Party on Saturday, September 10th, featuring performances by Tim Barry, Jason Bolin and the Stragglers, American Aquarium, and Lucero starting at 2 p.m. outside of Minglewood Hall. Tickets available at MinglewoodHallMemphis.com. This is Will Goodwin, co-founder at Crosstown Brewing Company. Just like WYXR, Crosstown Brewing supports Memphis music and our neighbors who use their talents to make it. Our beers can be found at our 3,000 square foot tap room right here at the Crosstown Concourse and at your favorite bars, restaurants, and stores throughout Tennessee, Mississippi, and Eastern Arkansas. Enjoy.
The Brooks is open in Overton Park, home to Memphis Art Collection since 1916. The Memphis Brooks Museum of Art holds the largest collection of world art in the region, with more than 10,000 works spanning 5,000 years of art and cultures. Remember, every Wednesday is free and open until 8 p.m. They are a proud sponsor of WYXR. For more information about the museum and their exhibitions, visit brooksmuseum.org. You belong at the Brooks. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to the big broadcast on this Monday evening. Your humble host, Chip Washington, with you. Uh, very happy to have you along for the ride. And you were talking earlier, you know, this heat is, is, is oppressive. That's just, is, that's just it. It really is. So it makes us, you know, look for options, you know, if it's not an icy or a, or a, or a slush or, or, you know, shaved ice or whatever, you know. How about a dip in the pool, right? You know, we all we do whatever we can. Go to water parks, go to lakes, you know, go to creeks, you know, go to the swimming pools. But one big thing about all of that is you need to be prepared for that. And uh, every year, unfortunately, we see incidents of drowning, people jumping in pools and, and really aren't prepared to do so, or, you know, getting caught in under toes and things like that. So I thought it would be beneficial to all of us to have an expert to talk about water safety. Uh, so I'm very pleased to have the aquatics manager, from the Bartlett Recreation Center, Scott O'Reilly joining me. And Scott, thanks for coming on Real Talk. I appreciate you. Well, thanks for having me, Chip. I appreciate it. So, you know, we talked a little bit uh, offline about all of this, and you know, you have one of the one of the best facilities that I have ever seen. You know, as a rec center, and that pool, you know, is absolutely amazing. So, as the aquatics manager, you're responsible for for quite a bit in terms of uh, training and teaching and coaching. Talk a little bit about what exactly that role encompasses that, that you have over there. Sure thing. I mean, we, <clears throat> like you said, I appreciate the uh, kind words about the facility. There's right. there's a lot of programs that we run out of the facility. Um, we like to think we offer something for every age. I mean, we offer group lessons uh, for uh, parent and infant um, courses, just getting the kids uh, acclimated to the water. Uh, we offer private swim lessons. We offer swim teams. We offer water aerobics, which um, uh, a lot of our senior citizens take take part in and, and uh, just regular lap swimming. And then outside we have uh, uh, a splash pad that's a few years old and, and the kids uh, really love that. And like you said, in the summer, it's, uh, it's certainly utilized quite a bit. So, you know, and talking about that, you mentioned it, uh, you touched on it a little bit in terms of age. And I want to talk about how young is, uh, too young, or how young uh, should the parents uh, consider for their child to take swimming lessons? Because, I mean, this, this is a very critical, you know, thing and to be able to do and to have. Sure. Um, we offer uh, parent-child classes for, for kids that are, uh, not even a year old. And I, I think it's not like you're going to learn how to swim when you're that age. Sure. But I, I think the biggest thing that you're you're going to try to teach a, a child that age 
is just to be comfortable in the water and, and to, to realize that it's, it's not something to be scared of. And, and while you should always respect the water if you, if you don't have the skills to be in there, um, it, it makes it a lot easier to teach those kids who have an early exposure. Um, it, it makes it easier to teach those kids later on as they get a little bit older and, and they're ready to, to learn the proper skills to be self-sufficient in the water. So parent-child, um, you know, lessons, I mean, you, you're, you're talking about baby, you said six months old? Is that what you said? Definitely, yeah, six, six to 12 months old in that, in that earliest class. So as I said earlier, we see, unfortunately, uh, incidents, uh, you know, uh, every year uh, drowning, uh, you know, in, in, in not just swimming pools. I mean, you know, we, we hear about that kids, you know, being, you know, not watched or, you know, uh, you know, unaccompanied, you know, by someone who knows what they're doing. But but also, you know, at, at lakes and, you know, and, 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 and docks and things like that. Uh, you know, what what kind of advice would you have for, for folks who are, you know, going to spend, uh, you know, a few days, you know, at a, at a, at a place that has, a, you know, either a big pool or more, more, more to what I want to get to is the, the lakes and the rivers and things like that? Mm-hmm. Well, you kind of touched on, on two of the things. Uh, we have a safety day as one of our classes we, we, in our group lessons, and I think two of the biggest topics that we bring up are, number one, if you're going swimming, never go alone. Always right. be accompanied. Uh, yes. it, it, regardless of your of your swimming ability level, never swim alone. Regardless of your age, always go with somebody else. And there's just strength in numbers there. Um, to, and then to touch on, you know, kind of the open water, the lake swimming, um, probably the biggest uh, point that we try to get across to the kids is uh, know what you're jumping into. Because with those lakes, uh, it's not like a pool, and, and you're not going to be able to see very clearly a lot of times. And you may think it's an open body of water, but but then uh, just under the surface may be something that can really hurt you if you jump into it and you can't really see what you're jumping into. These are excellent, excellent uh, points that you're making. If you're, just, if you're just joining us, we're speaking with aquatics manager Scott O'Reilly of the Bartlett uh, Recreation Center. And, and, and these safety days that you talk about, giving people instruction and, and giving people, you know, just, just making them aware of certain instances. And I can, I can remember back, you know, when I was young and I wasn't real, real adept at the swimming aspect of things, but when we went to the beach, you know, our folks kind of wade out there a little bit, you know, they get out in the water, you know, and they start playing around and the waves come and crash. There's an undertow that goes along with that, that, that a lot of people don't even think about that could be extraordinarily dangerous. Can you touch on that just a little bit? Sure. I mean, it's it's kind of a natural element of, of waves as they come into the shore. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, everybody sees the, the, the motion on top of the waves, which is coming into the shore. Uh, but what you don't see is kind of the, the, the counter element to that. And that's the when the waves go back out. And this usually happens underneath the surface, uh, which is why it's called an undertow. Right. Um, and and in, in a very short amount of time, you have a lot of power that's potentially... Uh, pulling you under and then out to sea um, where you might feel significantly less safe. Um, and, and unfortunately, the, the, the human instinct is to fight against that. Um, but usually what, what we tell people is to not fight against it um, because essentially the ocean is going to win. There's a lot more power sure. that it's going to generate on you than you're going to generate against it. So, um, 
and obviously we don't we don't want anybody to be caught in that situation but if they if they are um you, you want to kind of relax initially and then when you do come up and you're in a, a a place where you can call for help and that's what you need to be doing instead of struggling uh with whatever energy you, you might have one final thing i want to uh, want you to address and that is uh you mentioned these water parks and, and you know i've, I've been to, to several of them you know the big splash pools that they have and and it's just mm-hmm. so much going on everywhere i mean there are kids everywhere there are adults everywhere there are people and i was at one some years back where where a child you know wound up under the, the water you know there there's lifeguards there, but I mean, honestly, you can't you can't keep your eyes on everybody. But I mean, how? But but I mean, that is a to me that's kind of a scary proposition too. I mean, because and it goes to what you said earlier about don't don't get in alone. I mean, have somebody with right. you. You know. So so I mean, again, I want you to emphasize how important that is because that that to me really is one of the big keys. You know, when when <laughs> I, I remember those days too. Yeah. And there used to be Adventure River Water Park here locally yeah. a long time ago, yeah. and. Um, but you know, there's there's a ton of signage up at, at parks like this, um, and and there's rules there for a reason. And yes, um, you may think because there's a lifeguard on duty, or certainly kids may think because they're a lifeguard on duty that they can go and do whatever they want. And it's it should be a fun time, but you got to have rules in places like that because there's still there's still drowning risks. There's still a lot of different hazards around places like that, and they they don't make these things that are going to be risk free. So as long as you follow the rules, you can still have a lot of fun, but it's, it's just about um, knowing what your limits are and, and paying attention to what the, uh, what the lifeguards and what the authorities and what the rules have to say to you. Cause they know more about it than you do. That's for doggone sure. Uh, Certainly. Scott O'Reilly, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. I, I learned a lot uh, just listening to you talk and I hope that uh, it was beneficial to the uh, listening audience scott riley the aquatics manager bartlett recreation center uh thanks for coming on real talk man and you're welcome back anytime thank you for having me chip appreciate it that was a very uh information filled uh conversation and if you uh, happen to miss it uh you know we're a podcast so you can always catch it uh tomorrow uh, and you know, once it's posted, or because this is some good stuff, this is some good information, this is some good uh, conversation and stuff that you need to know and uh, and and pay attention to because you know we're talking about your young people here, and we don't we don't want you to be in a tragic situation in terms of that. Stay safe, keep yourself safe, and 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 stay safe you know at all times. We're gonna take another break, and when we come back, uh, hopefully we'll be shifting gears and talking about your pets. Because uh, just like humans, you know, we get hot and we get overstressed. Your dogs get hot and overstressed, too. And we're going to talk a little bit about that and how you can care for them during this extraordinary heat. This is Real Talk Memphis. I am Chip. You know who you are. We'll be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. 
Support for WYXR comes from Tamburino. Tamburino's staff of IT specialists help businesses with strategic technology planning and support. Tamburino, the rhythm of productivity. Details at tamburino.com. The Orpheum Broadway season presents Lerner and Lowe's My Fair Lady, July 26th through the 31st. From Lincoln Center Theater comes a new revival of the musical, boasting songs as I Could Have Danced All Night, The Rain in Spain, Wouldn't It Be Lovely, and On the Street Where You Live. For more information, visit orpheum-memphis.com. Mempho Music Festival returns to Radiance Amphitheater at Memphis Botanic Garden on September 30th through October 2nd. This year's fest features the excitement of the Black Keys, Widespread Panic, Wilco, Jason Isbell, Portugal the Man, Tank and the Bangas, Bobby Rush, and many more. Visit MemphoFest.com for ticket packages, lineup information, FAQs, and more. That's MemphoFest.com. Memphis Listening Lab proudly supports WYXR. They provide a curated collection of music and music history, a forum for music-related talks and performances, and a music education, appreciation, and experimentation space located in Crosstown Concourse. The lab is open Tuesday through Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. You can find out more information on their Instagram page at Memphis Listening Lab or on their website at memphislisteninglab.org. This is Stephen Tate, head brewer at Crosstown Brewing Company. It's my pleasure to design and give life to the tasty beers our customers love so much. Crosstown Concourse is a unique environment and the programming at WIXR reflects the very same independent spirit and ethos that makes our beer special. Cheers to Memphis and great community radio. Enjoy. If you weren't so impatient. Orion believes communities work best when they work together. They have been a trusted financial partner in our community for more than 60 years and are committed to giving back in the neighborhoods they serve. You can see how they're redefining banking at orionfcu.com. Two days of music featuring brews, blues, and bluegrass. Grind City Fest comes to Memphis Friday, August 26th, and Saturday, August 27th. Performers include the infamous String Dusters, Here Come the Mummies, Sasquatch, the Wild Feathers, and more. It's all going down right along the Wolf River at Grind City Brewing. For tickets and other information, visit grindcitybrew.com. The next round of our collaboration beers with Crosstown Brewing Company is ready. Take a walk down the tart end of the street, where soul music meets a fruity and flavorful sour beer with notes of pineapple, peach, and apricot. You can find the beer at grocery stores and other local Crosstown Brewing Company retailers. A portion of the proceeds goes towards helping WYXR and supporting community radio in Memphis. Visit CrosstownBeer.com for more information. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. Talk. 
And we welcome you back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday. We had a really good show uh, up to this point. Uh, we had some two really, really good guests to talk about a lot of uh, good things. Now, I, I did tease before the break that we were supposed to have uh, someone to talk about uh, your pets and pet safety during uh, this uh, very, very, very hot summer that we are all experiencing. Uh, I have not seen him yet, uh, you know, checking in with us. So maybe if somebody's out there who knows Dr. Charlie, uh, they can, uh, you know, tell him, hey, you know, you're supposed to be on the radio with Chip right about now. Uh, but uh, he is the uh, the veterinarian and, and doctor of the family of veterinary practice in Bartlett. And he uh, he takes care of our dog. And I was going to tell him our dog, his name is Moses. Moses says hello because they, they, they take care, good care of him. And uh, but uh, he's he has not uh, checked in. So uh, we we're going to try to see. We still have a few minutes left in the broadcast to see if he if he will. But I can tell you what I know a little bit about all of this. And, and, and some of it came from talking to him and a lot of other people. Your pets, particularly not just dogs, but cats and any other pet that you take outside. Um, this is the kind of heat that is really dangerous. If it's dangerous for you. You know, as a grown-up, just think about what it does to your to your pets and your animals. My dog, I let him outside for a few minutes, and you know, he he'll sit there. You know, he may you know wander around the back a little bit, but then he'll he'll lay down and he's huffing and puffing and panting. You know, after a few minutes because it's so hot outside, he's just ready to come back in. Well, if the temperatures are 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 going to be as bad as they are forecasted to be, uh, and I tend to believe that. Uh, heat indices of well, that real temp is uh, what triple digits. Heat indices will be anywhere from 110 to 115 degrees. That's what it feels like to your skin. Think about uh, your pets. You want to take them out for a walk. It's 100 plus degrees outside. The ground temperature is at least 15 to 20 degrees hotter than the air temperature is. So, you know, I mean, they don't have a chance, really. So if you're going to do that, um, I would imagine that the, the best time to take your pets out uh, to get them a little exercise would be early in the morning, uh, you know, when the sun is coming up or, you know, the earlier part of the day. But by 10 o'clock, you know, these days it's 90 degrees plus already. So you take them out earlier than that if, 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 if you can. I was also told that a certain breeds like pugs and, and bulldogs and things who have those faces that are kind of, you know, pressed in, uh, it, it affects them a lot too. It's not because it's closer to the ground and it, and, it, and it can really affect them. And, you know, they can even die from that. I, 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 I was, you know, when I heard that, I was very fascinated by that, to be honest with you, because that's not the kind of thing you really think about. But we live in an area where there are a lot of uh, pet owners and a lot of folks out there walking the dog. So, uh, if you if you can't do it, uh, like I said, if you can't do it, uh, you know, as during the early part of the day, you know, you may want to try to do it when the sun goes down. But that ground is still going to be at least 100 degrees. I mean, even even when it gets dark, the temperature is 90 plus in in some areas. So you have to really be mindful. I'm disappointed that uh, Dr. Charlie couldn't come on the show. I'll reach out to him uh, tomorrow and see if we, we can't get him back next week because. You know, that this is what he does, you know, on a regular a daily basis. And and before we so 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 we'll get off of that. And, and before we go, I've got a couple of minutes here. I want to say thank you to those of you who uh, are supporting this show. Uh, I didn't even tell the crew this, but last week's uh, Facebook Live, if you catch us on Facebook Live, 
we had the highest number that we have ever had in terms of total uh, number of people who watched the broadcast at some point between last Monday and today. I mean, we, were, we it was it was pretty high, and I was I was pretty elated about that, which means that. Maybe we're catching on a little bit out there. Uh, maybe you folks are starting to pay a little bit more attention to what we do because I said it before and I'll say it again. I think we have a pretty good product here and I want to be the best talk show on air. And But we can't do that without your help and your support and your encouragement. And I appreciate you uh, taking this uh, little time. If you check us out on the radio or you check us out on Facebook Live, uh, you know, you check us out on the podcast. You know, all of it works. You know, you can watch us, you know, on YouTube and Facebook Live, but you can hear us on every podcast platform in this country. And, you know, also, you know, on the station, they archive it and they keep it in their archives, you know, for several weeks. So if you have not had the Real Talk Memphis experience, I strongly urge you to give us a shot and, uh, you know, let us know what you think. And by the way, if you have a, an interesting topic or subject or a guest that you uh, think would be an asset to this broadcast, you know, all you have to do is hit me a note. Leave me a message on Messenger or however you do it. And before I get out of here, I want to say uh, hello to some of the folks that are on Facebook Live right now. Uh, Rachel Johnson is checking us out, as is Bridget Sneed Bell. Thank you for that. Uh, Tess Graham is watching and Vernon O'Neill as well. So we're going to get out of here a little early tonight. I'm going to have uh, Lola play us out. Uh, but um, once again, thank you so much for uh, making uh, Real Talk Memphis a part of uh, what you do on Monday evenings. And again, please go out and tell somebody about the show, all right, because we, we work hard to try to provide a good product for you each and every Monday, uh, full of information, and, uh, you know, we hope that you enjoy it. And, uh, you know, as I said before, this show is just a show without the uh, contributions of you uh, being a part of it. So I really value that. And, uh, you know, it means more to me than you'll ever know. So for all of us here at Real Talk Memphis, Lola, Marvin, and Nicole, I'm Chip. And in the meantime, in between time, please, please, please take this heat seriously. Because, you know, I don't want anything bad to happen to any of us out here. So until next time. I'm Chip, and I'm out. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next Monday.